podcast hosted by Bobby Enright. Welcome guys to another episode of Reach Your Peak Podcast with your host Bobby Enright. On today's show we're going to speak about the, the, the goal around nutrition and training for your last quarter of the year, the last four months. And we spoke about this last week um, where we, we spoke about goal setting and to trying to set yourself up for the last quarter of the year. But the important thing I think is to have the tips and tricks around how to set up your nutrition and how to um, set your, your, your training to match your goal. So for most people, um, they've been coming out of the summer and, and the main goal probably going into the winter months is, is just to knock off a bit of weight, feel a little bit better, move a little bit better, um, get everything back in position. So that what we have to start to focus on first is we look at the lifestyle factors and through uh, what you're actually doing on a daily basis. So the quick, quick tips I would give you on lifestyle factors is look at your, your sleep. Where has sleep been? Now, the kids could be back to school. Your sleep um, re- regime could have changed now um, drastically because you're potentially getting up earlier. You're potentially going to bed later because you have more to do or vice versa. So the key thing is to get a good quality night's sleep in first to ensure that you're at least getting six to eight hours of sleep at night of rested sleep. So whatever you have to do to do that. Remember, we spoke before about setting up your room, darkness, slight little bit not too hot in the room a little bit cooler around 19 degrees and again having no having taking yourself away from blue light exposure before you go to bed so maybe doing some downtime reading or something like that so you set up kind of an evening routine and and, and you can shoot back on previous podcasts on a nighttime and a morning routine so that's really important the next thing as well is you look at lifestyle factors in terms of map out what's happening in the next couple of months in terms of social events so you have them in your calendar and you can plan out, okay, this is when I'm going out here, this is when I'm going out here. So I have that in the back of my head and I know exactly what's happening there within the next four months. Then we look at nutrition. Most, 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 most important. Um, before we move on to nutrition, I suppose the one thing to kind of to, 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 to touch on as well is stress. What's stress like at the moment? Maybe you've got kids and they're going back to school and stress is, is high. So what I would I would advise you to do is try to minimize stress as much as possible, especially in the evening time when you want the body to wind down. You don't want a high cortisol drive in the evening. So maybe when the kids are, you finish getting the kids ready or you're, you're finished your, your kind of tasks for the day or any jobs you have to do, have that little bit of wind down period. Uh, and that's really, really important because if, if you can get that kind of routine together, you'll mediate stress, you'll bring stress down, you'll sleep better, and then you're going to function better the next day. Your cognitive function, your brain function is going to be better. Your habits and behaviors will be a lot, lot better um, because you're, in, you're, you're getting up fresh and ready to go for the day and attacking it ahead. Now we look at nutrition. Nutrition, one of the biggest factors, guys, and I, and I know you've heard it a thousand times, it makes the biggest difference to body composition. We know we need to be in an energy deficit to lose weight. So what we need to do first and foremost, and my top tip is get your foods together first. Think about what you're eating currently. So get your baselines right. We need to have protein. Now, we know from studies that we, we're, we're looking at between 20 and 25 grams of protein. Think of a chicken breast. Think of a tin of a, a large tin of tuna. Think of a piece of steak, say palm size, something like that within each main meal. And then you can make sure that you are get, getting a muscle protein synthesis spike, which is our body's ability to lean, build lean tissue, which is spiked in two ways, from resistance training, lifting weights in the gym, or by eating protein that's high in leucine content. So we need high bioavailable protein with high leucine content. And that's your, 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 a lot of time you're going to get this from your animal products. 
if you are plant based, you can get it as from likes of quinoa, couscous, um, lentils, beans, uh, your greens as well. But again, it's certain foods. I know that you, you can jump on the internet and just get lists of high leucine um, foods that are plant based. But again, you need to have that 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 threshold that hit in each of your main meals. So that's the first thing I would say to you. You get up in the morning, you might have oats for breakfast. Say, for instance, you want to have oats or Weetabix or something. You might have some protein with that. Maybe you'll go for some dairy, like uh, a good quality natural yogurt with, with lower fat content. Maybe you'll go for maybe a whey isolate, um, which is nice and easy and convenient, has all the amino acids, high in leucine, does exactly what it says on the tin. You're going to get that spike of MPS. Your next meal you run to, you have a snack, like maybe a dairy product, piece of fruit next meal you're going to have a, a, a salad at lunch again we're going to add some fats there maybe a little bit of olive oil a bit of cheese whatever you want a bit of dairy again we're going to get some protein from that add in a tin of tuna add in a chicken breast add in um some prawns whatever it may be a good source of protein high in leucine you go to the evening then you have your dinner you might have a piece of salmon you might have a piece of steak you might have a piece of white fish you might have a piece of white meat turkey whatever it may be again high leucine content 20 25 grams of protein and that's the that's what i would recommend first think about protein first get that into your body um we know the older we get once we hit our 40s and 50s there's a 1.5 to 3 percent drop in strength and we're going to get a certain uh, amount of sarcopenia which is loss of muscle mass so how do we combat that by eating adequate amounts of protein within our diet and as we get older slightly increase and resistance train and if we do a moderate intensity resistance training program up to three times a week 20 to 40 minutes that will be enough to maintain muscle tissue for us if it's programmed correctly so very important nutritionally wise we think about protein first then we think of our macronutrients and we look at the likes of our vegetables and we make sure we have a cup of vegetables in each of our main meals very very simple cup of vegetables or salad in each of our main meals then we want to have at least two pieces of fruit, mixed fruit, different types of fruit, apples, bananas, orange, pears, kiwis, berries, strawberries, blueberries, raspberries, blackberries. It's endless, the amount. So making sure you're getting a diversity in terms of your fruit intake. And remember, fruit is a form of sugar and it's fructose that's, that's metabolized in the liver. And again, it doesn't store in muscle tissue. So it's a very readily available um, form of energy that you can use prior to, prior to training or post-training. So something very easy to add in. And for most people, I recommend just use it as snacks because you're going to have a little bit of carbohydrate there. It's going to take a little bit time, uh, time to metabolize, which means it's not going to drive blood sugars up. So a very, very good snack for you is to have two pieces of fruit a day and be a little bit disciplined on this and making sure that you're getting in that on a daily basis. So we've looked at the micronutrients here. We've looked macronutrient, the only one we've looked at the moment is protein. So the next thing we're going to look at is, okay, let's look at our fat sources through the day. We want to get a certain amount of fat in. So we'll utilize poly and monounsaturated fats. We'll keep saturated fats at a lower end and we get a lot of our saturates, saturated fats from our dairy products. So we're not going to have a massive amount of dairy products in our in our diet. We want to be getting a lot of poly and monounsaturated fats, which are going to give us a lot of our essential fatty acids, are going to be very, very good for hormonal balance, very good for skin, hair, nails, performance, cognitive function. All these things are going to play a massive role if we if we take in adequate amount of fat. And very, very easy um, with fats. I would mix it and get a diversity there. You can have some eggs, you can have some peanut butter, you can have some uh, cheese in your diet, you can have some olive oil in your diet, you can have nuts and seeds and butters and mixing it around having oily fish like salmon, mackerel ha um, haddock, having some uh, fattier cuts of meat like steak, uh, lamb, duck, 
all these things really really good sources of fat that you can have in your in your in your, in your diet and having a nice diversity with fats i'd spread them through the day evenly so and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about figures at the end of the podcast so just spread them through your meals evenly per day and remember guys if you're having a nice salad for lunch make sure there's some pr- fat present we've spoke about this before because we want to release our essential vitamins within that salad which is a d e and k and fat has to be present for the body to absorb them so really important when you're having your salad you have some source of fat that could be a bit of avocado a bit of feta cheese an olive oil dressing nice and simple tasty and meals um that you can have but make sure when you're having your salad uh yet you have fat present so we looked at fat and we distribute that through the day and that's quite easy to do and then our last one is carbohydrates we look at carbohydrates we need carbohydrates to function every day the brain needs 130 grams of carbohydrates to function um each day so we're, we're at a minimum of 130 and then the bloodstream needs about five grams of glucose in it um, each day so there's always going to be five grams circulating in blood glucose in, in basically car- carbohydrates broken down to glucose in your bloodstream so um our carbohydrates the most important thing is we look at when we're training first so when we're moving and we're most active we're going to put our carbohydrates in there very simple rule with carbohydrates we want to have the carbohydrates that are wholesome sources unprocessed carbohydrates we want to get it as fresh as possible and we want to make sure the most important that we digest that carbohydrate well you feel good after it not bloaty gassy lethargic that's not good that's not going to not going to um, aid digestion so your body's not going to absorb that carbohydrate too well so we look at the likes of brown rice quinoa sweet potato white potato fantastic sources of carbohydrate fresh pasta cannot reiterate that enough fresh pasta stop buying processed pasta get good fresh pasta it's nice and cheap it's higher in protein easier digestible and it's really really good source of energy great pre-workout meal or maybe post-workout after you finish training and um, so again you're putting the majority of your, your denser carbohydrates your starchier carbs in around your workout windows in a day or when you're most active and then put your fruits and salads and veg um, style meals around the times you're not as active so that's what i would recommend there when it comes to carbohydrate intake and remember guys digestion is is the utmost important so make sure you are digesting and feeling good after eating certain types of carbohydrates so we look at carbohydrates and the next thing we look at our, our hydrate our hydrate hydration strat- strategies what are you drinking at the moment if you're drinking only 500 mils of, of water per day let's increase that to one liter let's go to 1.5 let's go to two liters but i would set a baseline for most people of about two to three liters per day if you're a person that trains a lot and i'm talking about more than twice to three times a week say four or five times a week you sweat a lot in training um so then what i want you to think about is your body is losing water it's losing sodium and potassium so we need to rehydrate back what we've lost and remember if you are taking in two liters three liters of water a day as your norm and you go train and you sweat a lot you're losing water so you should be taking in more so an easy way for i i i speak to endurance athletes about this is when they before they train they weigh themselves and after they train they weigh themselves and that difference in weight is water loss so again we, we replenish the amount of water that's lost there so it's really important that just when you train get into a habit of taking in just one of the shakers 750 mils of water um maybe pop a bit of electrolytes in it 
and use that if you're a person that sweats a lot when you train at least you're replenishing and then you can have the rest of your water for the rest of the day with water intake distributed through the day try to cut it back towards the evening time closer to bed because you will have a tendency to get to be woken up at night and potentially going to the loo and that's going to break your sleep cycle so really important you look at your water intake and distribute it through the day and then maybe two hours out from going to bed just limit it a little bit and you'll, you'll, you'll be you'll have a lot better sleep there so we looked at all them guys that's kind of what you need to think about nutritionally wise you have to think about okay what what can i what what's the, the lowest hanging fruit what's the biggest red flag i have at the moment i eat too much crisps i eat too much sugar okay let's try to minimize that down first portion control quality of food distributing your food through the day these are all areas you start to look at now as you set your goal for the last four months of the year especially if it's a body composition goal then we look at training training is really really easy you look at to lift some weights a couple of times a week i would always recommend somebody two three times a week to do some form of resistance training go to the gym and you're doing possibly if you're doing two three days a week full body uh, workouts hitting each muscle group at least two to three times per week challenging that muscle group to a too close to failure and then doing some form of cardiovascular work so the very simple plan for you i'm hitting the gym three times a week and i'm doing 40 minute weight training sessions and i'm finishing them sessions off with 20 minutes of cardiovascular work the rest of your week could be dictated by maybe one more cardio day and then the most important thing is having a step count each day where you're 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 you're, you're accountable to that could be 7,000, 8,000, 9,000, 10,000, whatever it may be you're accountable to that the kind of sweet spot for most people is eight to ten thousand steps and if you're hitting that continuously, then you know that at any time you want to up that, you can, which will obviously give you another extra bit of output that you can add in. Um, and again, you can always add another cardio session. I'm a big believer if you've been in the gym three times a week, get outside to do your cardio, go running, go hiking, do different stuff that challenges the body differently. It doesn't have to be one modality of cardiovascular work. Cardiovascular work is a, a big field. You can be in the gym on, on, on a piece of uh, equipment. You can be out in the open running. You can be up in the mountains hiking. There's loads of things you can do. Get a bit of, bit of diversity in there, and then you will not have a hatred for cardio. You'll have, it's get you out in the open. You're going to challenge yourself differently. Different stimulus for the brain as well to be out in the open in different um, climates and different um, environments, and that can be very healthy for you as well. So that's really, really important. So on the training side, guys, quite simple. That's all you need to do. Um, the next thing you need to just think about, maybe uh, if we look at supplementation, I'm not a big believer in it. There's little things we could add in omega three fatty, um, omega three fatty acids. Very, very important. If you don't eat a lot of fish and potentially a lot of people don't in this country. So I would add in about maybe two grams, three grams of omega three uh, fatty acids into the diet and you can take them with meals throughout the day. Maybe uh, I 100% I would add in creatine monohydrate because it's going to support that weight training. It's going to support recovery. It's going to support that 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 environment of building lean tissue, um, which is what we want to do and hold on to the tissue we have, the muscle mass we have. So taking so a creatine uh, monohydrate about five grams per day, pre um, intra workout is absolutely fine, and that's what I would recommend there. Beyond that, for supplementation, there isn't a whole pile. In the winter months, I would recommend from about the end of September to the start of March, um, supplementing with vitamin D, taking between three and 5,000 IUs per day. And that's all I would, I would recommend there. Other than that, if you're, if you're a person that likes to take a whey protein shake, get a good quality whey isolate. So it has, a, like the one from Ross Nutrition, has a digestive enzyme in it. It digests a little bit quicker in the bloodstream. It's easily easy to, to absorb. It's very convenient for a lot of people after training. Maybe they're traveling from training. So you can have your shake. You don't have to worry too much about food. 
don't get bogged down in this whole window that you're going to lose muscle mass if you don't eat or drink with or some sort of carbohydrate or protein within a half an hour of your workout that's rubbish within the first two hours it is potentially beneficial if you can get some protein into you and then start to replenish some carbohydrates the absorption of carbohydrates back into muscle tissue seems to be quite high in the first kind of hour so optimal if you can if you can just no big deal there so that's it on the supplements guys nothing else i would speak about that that's that's really it so that's kind of where i want you to start to think if you're setting a goal for the end of the year this is the all the thought process i want you to think don't just say i'm going to lose weight you need to start to break stuff down because that's what we do as coaches we look at what your goal is we look at where you currently are and we break put the jigsaw together and we, we build foundations on each of these areas your your nutrition in your training and we also look at your recovery strategies we look at sleep we look at your health markers blood pressure resting heart rate we look at where your vo2 max is for instance if you're somebody that likes to do a bit of cardio we can test vo2 max then test it on a, on a, on a, on a bi-weekly or a monthly basis to see if that's improving so all these areas tie into um your goal setting um now just going back to the the, the macros again everybody there's loads of calculators online that you can get an approximate figure um on how much calories you sh you should consume per day to lose weight um so it's very very easy like if we were going off a simple um we'll say if we were going off like uh calculations and we wanted to kind of go off how how do we uh if we're, if we're kind of trying to lose weight the very very easy thing to kind of figure is just to multiply your 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 weight in pounds so multiply by 2.2 get to how many pounds you are and then basically multiply by 10 12 or 14 calories per pound and that will give you a kind of basic um approx value so if, say for me at the moment i'm 83 kilos and if i said to myself right i'm going to multiply um by 12 that gives me 996 calories so what we would look at there is we would look at um, the, the calculations. So when you look at your calculations, you're saying to yourself, right, okay, if I weigh um, 83 kilos and I am going to take in about, uh, say, 14, 12 to 14 calories per uh, pound of body weight. So, so 83 kilos multiplied by 2.2 gives you 182 pounds that's what i currently weigh if i multiply that by 12 i get a calorie figure of about 2200 calories now for me i know my calories down to a t i'm currently on prep i'm a week out from a show and my lowest calories at the moment are 2300 so that's actually very very close that's at the lower end for me now for you what i would say you're not going to be the same everybody's individual so that's an easy way to do it so your weight multiplied by 2.2 and then you decide okay i'm going to try it at 14 calories per pound then I'm going to see how my weight goes. I drop back to 12 calories per pound. See how the weight goes. So weight starts to drop down. You start to lose a little bit of weight. Then you can start to make adjustments there. You can add in a little bit more cardio, a bit more steps, change up your food a little bit. Then you could drop your calories a tiny bit again. Even dropping it just 100 at a time would be an absolute easy way for you just to, main, to monitor and make adjustments. So again, guys, it's very, very easy to figure that out. And again, reach out to a coach. If you're somebody that doesn't understand any of this, invest in a coach, invest in somebody like the services we offer where we take care of all the thought process for you we will look at your nutrition we will look at your training we'll plan everything out for you we'll explain everything we'll educate you in all areas and then you can just go and execute and that's the beauty about it the pressure is off you in terms of figuring stuff out that's what you're paying somebody for so that's really important and i think it's some time in your life you should have a coach and you should experience what it's like to have somebody 
educating you around your health and fitness because that's going to pay dividends for you later in life and for the rest of your life so something just to think about but that kind of gives you a brief overview guys um about what i would do as a coach and as a person if i read your shoes setting a goal for the end of the year how i would go about it how my thought process would be and that's where i would advise you to start thinking again thanks a million guys and if you have any questions on this please reach out to social media platforms you'll get us at peak performance dot academy and instagram you get myself at coach.bobbyinwright and instagram and you will find all our services on our website at www.peakperformancekilarney.com and again guys like and sh please share screenshot the podcast on your stories i would really appreciate if you've done that just to push the word out a bit more so we can help a few more people and again if you're interested in any of our services both for prep or transformation or weight loss or programs anything like that please reach out. We do online coaching. Um, I personally, myself, I do a lot of online coaching with clients. So we have a reach anywhere in the world. And again, if we can help, we will be more than happy. So again, guys, hope you're having a fantastic day. And thanks a million again for listening to another episode of Reach Your Peak Podcast with your host, Bobby Enright.